What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Slab Stock Sundays episode here on the PWCC Weekly Auction with myself, Aaron, and Slab Stocks Julian back in the house. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you all had a great holiday weekend uh, as it wraps up tonight on Sunday. Uh, Julian, you have a good uh, good weekend? I did. It was a nice Thanksgiving, spending time with family, getting the rare days off of school here at Wisconsin because that's the only break we get in the fall. So it's been nice, nice and relaxing, watching some sports, not having too much schoolwork to do. So it's been great. How was Thanksgiving in the Noak or in the Slab household? Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, Thanksgiving was a nice day, uh, nice day off between museum baseball release day, Black Friday on Friday, which we did like a 10 plus hour stream, uh, which Julian decided to skip. He, he said he didn't want to rip sports cars. He doesn't like opening packs, actually. That was the um, only downside that I wasn't able to rip packs. Yeah, no, I uh, know, but it, it was good. Yeah, Thursday was a really nice day. And then honestly, yesterday, the college football games were unbelievable. The amount of one score rivalry games on uh, uh, the weekend, obviously, when they put all the biggest rivals together was awesome. There were so many good games. Um, and, and that was a, that was a really fun time to watch. So, um, excited to be back here for another episode, another Sunday. We're on episode number 97. We are approaching episode 100. Might need to do something a little special in episode 100. So be sure to watch out for that. Uh, not next weekend, not the weekend after that, but the weekend after that will be episode 100 and, uh, welcome DJ Quicksilver anyone joining the show tonight. Hope everyone has had a great Thanksgiving. Aaron, do you know what I'm thankful for? What? I'm thankful that you can't guess the, uh, the giveaway person. You're gonna jinx, jinx yourself. I can't wait for the end of tonight's episode. I'm gonna it's pick not that. Gonna happen before 100. Pick that person. Right. I got. I got three more episodes. I think. Are we giving myself through episode 100? I think I need yeah, to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get 100. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but like, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're we're back tonight, obviously, uh, with uh, another weekly auction uh, live watch party. As we see which cards end tonight and which cards maybe end for some deals, which cards maybe end for, um, you know, a ton like this Chet Holmgren contenders crack dice auto PSA 10 is at nearly $20,000 post buyers premium. Uh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that Chet Holmgren has been really good this season. Um, but anytime that much money is thrown around a player, thrown around on a player um, who won, I guess you could almost call it injury prone just from the standpoint he missed his entire rookie season. I know he hasn't gotten hurt like multiple times yet, but it's just scary, you know, when he's a uh, seven one and gets hurt really early on in his career. And two, um, you know, on a hot streak right now. So his cards have been super hot. Um, any, any sort of coolness in his game might, might lead to some, might lead to some drops, but he did score 33 points on five and 11, three point shooting last night against the 76ers. So it's probably could not have been a better time for this to end. I don't know if Embiid was his primary defender, but it wasn't at the 76ers who everyone was like, oh, wait for him to play Embiid in the Sixers and see what happens. 33 points. <laughs> That's pretty shocking, honestly. Oh, look at Jerry. I got I got a big supporter. You got Jerry in the corner. Jerry said Aaron's going to hit it well before the 100 mark. Well, if it's well before, it better be tonight because we're only like four episodes away from the 100th episode. So, uh, dang, uh, excited to see that uh, if I can do it, but. I'm I'm not I I wouldn't bet on myself. I'll just call it that if I haven't done it 96 episodes. So yeah. um all right. Well, before we jump in, if anyone has any cards that they're selling tonight, please feel free to jump it uh to jump it, drop it into the comment section. We'll be sure to highlight well, maybe a card or two that you have going. But tonight we are gonna be looking at tons of different cards on this weekly auction. There's a ton of amazing stuff ending. Um, everything from Mike Trout one of one. Uh they call us atomic, but this is really you know, a speckle refractor as referred to today. One of one from Bowman's best back in 
2011. I actually think that was an insert in a Bowman set um, to Joe Burrow, SSP retail blue PSA 10s from Prism, T-Law flawless patch autographs, one of Julian's favorite cards in the entire auction, the triple one of one laundry tag of uh, LaMelo Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton. You're going to be really. I know, I know. We're only like five minutes in and uh, are going to set you off here. But uh, yeah, so we got to follow that up as well. There's a very nice Bailey Zappi contenders ticket auto. <laughs> uh, Julian, why don't you recap for everyone what's happening with the Patriots this year once again? Yeah, so um, for the fourth time this season, Mac Jones was yanked during the game against the Giants, which finished ten to seven, very underwhelming. <laughs> and then what's the Giants with with not Tommy uh, DeVito Tommy or Danny DeVito? DeVito? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so he got yanked for Bailey Zappi once again. Uh, Actually, right before this, I saw an Instagram post where the whoever's running the Twitter for the Patriots just has copied and pasted the same thing four times, where it just says Bailey Zappi going in as starter, which is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's kind of happened so much now that it's a regular thing. But Bailey Zappi went in, then Bill Belichick was asked about it after the game and never gave any definitive answer about whether it was performance related or if Matt Jones is a starter going forward. So things are not well, great. For the Patriots, I all I gotta say to that is one, I have to assume at this point the amount of uh Mac Jones and Billy Zabby cards I've sold in the last two years have lost a lot, a lot, a lot more money for people than they've gained. Um, for both of them, too. Normally, you get kind of like, oh, one guy might succeed, one guy might fail. I feel like both of them have just been, you know, kind of in the tank. Um, and then I would be utterly shocked if the Patriots don't use their pick and go quarterback and just move on from both of them. I mean they're not doing anything this year. They're like the worst team, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, I'd be, I'd be shocked if they don't trap the quarterback two years after uh, or three years after Mac Jones was picked, which I think would be the nail in the coffin for Mac Jones cards, which at one point, obviously were a ton of money, but you even look in immaculate autograph from 2022 collegiate. Well, it's not a great set. It's a $14 card now, like 15 bucks can get you a Mac Jones autograph. That's crazy. Twenty like forty dollars can get you a rookie autograph from twenty twenty one in a Patriots jersey. Like talking cards at one point are multi hundred dollars. Flawless twenty twenty one autograph two hundred dollars. Well, I think that's still too much. I mean, that was definitely like a thousand dollar card at some point. Yeah, real music saying. I remember Mac Jones Don Rosebrady rookie was over a grand PSA ten. Wasn't just over a grand. I'm pretty sure it touched like three k for like a Don oh, PSA ten. That was like right yeah. after P- PSA like suspended their services, and then that that first football set released, people were like grading them on that super fast service for a ton of money. It's like a pop twenty sold for like what was like two to three grand, and then it just tanked. And that's, I mean, I'll look right now. It can't be more than a five dollar PSA ten. It just can't be. Let me see. Let's get the math out on that. The the drop in percent. Oh my! Well, we're talking like ninety nine percent. It's actually <laughs> fifteen. It's a fifteen dollar PSA. Oh! 10. Someone tell me why that this is this is not five dollars, but because it's a legendary card. There, there's four thousand PSA tens almost thirty seven hundred. Um. All right. Moving to the other side of NFL. Uh, Devonte Smith had some massive. Or Devonta Smith had some massive catches for the Eagles tonight. Eagles beat the Bills in overtime. Fun fact, Josh Allen has never won a game in overtime. He's never won an overtime game. He's lost now six. He's 0-6, and two of those were in the playoffs, I believe. Um, at least I think it was it was 0-5 before tonight. Uh, so it was a tough break from him. He had a great – he actually played really well. Um, they couldn't win it. They couldn't win it. Uh, all right, Julian, anything else to add before we kind of jump in and do some things here? I got to say that's unfortunate for Josh Allen. So basically, Bills fans, if you ever go to OT, just turn off the TV. 
<laughs> turn off the TV. Well, yeah, I mean, they had multiple shots to win that game, and, and it did not – I don't know if you saw it. Jake Elliott hit a 60-yard field goal. You saw that I, field goal? I did see that. And, I mean, I didn't pick up right away, but the, apparently the conditions were real bad. And he, like, swerved a bunch and went in, so even more impressive. I, I saw him coming out, and I texted it. I texted Aaron about this. I was like, I'd rather just, like, go for it because 60 yards is, like, near impossible. Or at least I thought, but – Swaggy. He's swaggy. Well, he's it's not even just 60 yards. Yeah, it's like in the conditions, you know, that's yeah. very impossible, which but is crazy. Good call by um, Sirianni. So. Gosh, I can't stand that guy in the Eagles, though. I really wanted them to lose, but I also won my fantasy game because of how the game ended, so I'll take it. Yeah, fantasy takes uh, pr- priority. Yeah, if it's not a rival team, it takes priority. If it is a rival team or hinges on your team making the playoffs. Speaking of, I can't. I can't jump into the main stuff from the tonight's episode without mentioning massive Packers win on Thanksgiving. Beat the eight and two Ooh. Lions in Detroit. No one was expecting it. Not even the freaking Fox Sports people were expecting that because they even have their turkey leg ready for Jordan Love. I don't know if you did you hear the rumor of why Jordan Love didn't get the turkey leg? You know, all the best players get like the turkey leg after the game. Yeah, he wasn't invited. No, so well, no, he was down on the field. Aaron Andrews was like, sorry, we don't have the turkey for you. Supposedly, they already branded the Lions on the side of the turkey as if they like won the game. That's the rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. That's the rumor. Like so, they did it well in advance. So, like there's no shot the Packers are gonna. Yeah. So that's so the so they didn't have because like that's like their claim to fame on Fox is like having the, the you know the turkey after yeah. the game. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't have it. So all the Packers fans are like all over Fox Sports the last few days. Wait, so there wasn't a turkey at all. There was no turkey at all. Oh, I thought you meant. Oh, geez, that's yeah, that's no, like literally they had no turkey. They're like, "Hey, we have no turkey for you, Jordan Love." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Like, that's like the okay, biggest. Yeah, thing. then that does, something sauce definitely happened. There's no way they forgot the turkey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean that you had all all week to prepare for that. So, uh, but uh, no, oh my gosh, he was awesome. This is not two straight weeks where he's been awesome. The Lions were, you know, really highly ranked team this year. A lot of people actually were calling him a potential Super Bowl contender. Although I definitely put the Niners, Eagles, and even the Cowboys above them. In the NFC, um, I put the Niners above. I mean, the Cowboys above them. Cowboys haven't really beaten anyone I'm good just, yet. I'm just thinking from a playoff perspective. Cowboys hit the playoffs. Oh, they're just done. <laughs> okay, now that's fair. But like, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I guess yeah, you're saying no, like talking right now in terms of like how teams have been playing in the regular season, definitely above. But in terms of Super Bowl playoffs. Cowboys are gonna have a steam. Let's be honest, we don't even know enough about the Lions in the playoffs. It's only made it like once in the last like thirty years. So yeah. Um, yeah, but the, the moral of the story is that I'm very excited about Jordan Love as I have been for the last few weeks. And I've always said, let's, let's just give him a little bit of time and see what happens. Can't wait for next week's game against the chiefs who did not look very good against the Raiders today. Um, and then secondly was, I was really ready to like buy a Jordan Love card before that game. I didn't pull the trigger. I didn't really know what I wanted. I couldn't really find something I wanted. And then, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to get Jordan Love now until the offseason because I, I hate to say it. I'm not trying to be a delusional fan, but the Seahawks at 6-5 and five with a really hard schedule and the Vikings, who I think are trending down right now, we might have the best odds to snag one of those last two wild cards of either of those three teams. So uh, our schedule is pretty, pretty easy the rest of the season. Julie, look at the schedule. Schedule pretty I easy. I won't. Uh, I will not allow any slander to the past or not. Okay, well, I like Joshua Dobbs, but at the same time, <laughs> Uh, I hate the Vikings. So Josh Dobbs is cool, which kind of pains me. He's on the Vikings. Um, but yeah, so I'm just excited. I actually think we're going from what people were calling, you know, maybe a top five NFL draft pick to now possibly uh, the best odds at w- getting one of those wild card spots. So I'm excited. Uh, but let's start it off. Let's start off right now. 
with our searching for end of year sports card deals. You'll be looking at different cards on tonight's auction. I want to pose some questions to Julian and you yourself in the audience. I got to say what's up to real music. Um, I, I know we call it your comment, but I forgot to say hi to you. Uh, Brock Purdy, Contenders Autograph, PSA 10. These are sticker autos, which is kind of a big turnoff for me. You know, Contenders are generally on-card autos for all the best rookies, but they weren't expecting to be one of the best rookies. You know, uh, he is last pick in the draft, so we don't have on-card autographs for Brock Purdy. But do you think that, like, today, end of 2023 right now, or getting towards the end, is buying this card today a good idea for holding into, let's say, through 2024 into the end of 2024? That's kind of how we're phrasing this, right? You're buying these today, maybe to hold for a year. Does it make sense to buy Brock Perite? Are you kind of like, Niners way too hot, maybe not the right time? But or, or, or he wins the Super Bowl with the Niners, and I definitely think this is higher than it is today. Yeah, the, I mean, personally, I think that we'll make it to the Super Bowl, but it, it's tough because of how hot they are and i mean it's like not too crazy of a card so it's one of those things where like he could play well and i don't know some people might not want this card like going forward like with other releases and other high-end cards but i would say brock pretty i think is a good investment considering how well he's been playing and he's been pretty consistent oh, um, that last week almost lost me a fantasy game on thanksgiving a trade for me stinks yeah um, that's, me. that's me cursing him <laughs> but but outside of like this card, I would say Brock Purdy is a, a pickup for for twenty twenty four. But I don't know if this card specifically would be the one I'd recommend buying. Right, and like normally I'd say contenders football that's the way to go. The sticker autograph is a different story here because you do have national treasures autographs that are on card. You do have flawless autographs that are on card. Um, so it, I think that this is a little bit different. So I understand what Julian's saying. Let us know in the comments. Do you think buying a Brock Purdy autograph contenders PSA ten today? would pay off come the end of 2024. Yeah, and I'd also I'd also throw in that the the ceiling is a lot closer than the floor. So like even if he has like a little bit of like bad games going forward or like next season, like that's that price can jump down quite a bit. Yeah. And I think we already saw that, you know, he had two rocky games and like his his market is very fragile, I'd say because of like the success, the success he's had earlier in his career that hasn't been winning a Super Bowl, like getting all those regular season wins, having some nice stats. But it's, I think, still the people are kind of like, well, I need to see that he can make it to the Super Bowl, or I need to see that he t- does this for two to three years before really plunking down one to two K, right? Um, so I agree with you. Uh, next one up here, and I'll actually leave this one off, then you can give your opinions, and then the, anyone in the audience, feel free to throw in your opinion too um, as, as we go. Uh, so Damian Lillard, 2012 Prism Silver Rookie PSA 10. This is obviously one of his very best rookie cards. The first year release of 2012 uh, or a Prism in general. I will never forget ripping these packs after school in eighth grade. Uh, going to my mom to grab like $3 Prism retail packs, pulling green green Prisms. It was the only parallel in retail. Um, silvers were in hobby and then golds were in hobby. And uh, I love this card. So it's an awesome card. But uh, the the... I want to talk Bucks for a second because Julian's texting me. He's like, hey, what's up with the Bucks? You know, and I'm, I agree. I'm like, today, down 26 to the Blazers. Blazers are not a good NBA team. Like, they're objectively bad. Um, they, they're they very young, and their only good veteran is really Malcolm Brogdon. I guess you could say DeAndre Ayton, but he kind of takes half the game off most of the time. Uh, and um, the the Blazers score 70 points just about in the first half of the Bucks, And there's been a lot of issues like that in the NBA games this year where it's like the first half, the Bucks just look terrible or giving up way too many points to teams like the Wizards. 
stuff like that. And I think that a lot of the issues are coming from turnovers. Like today, if you watch the game, they actually like Bucks played really well in half court defense. Like they, at, at least in the second half for sure. The first half, the the Blazers are hitting a lot of threes, but in the first half, Bucks turn over like fifteen times. There's so many transition layups. Bucks are not a really like young running gun team, other than when Giannis is taking the ball like full court in like a transition scenario, and it it definitely hurts their ability to defend. Um, however. The Bucs have easily been like the best, if not one of the two to three best teams in the fourth quarter this year. They probably won the fourth quarter in like every single game, but two this entire season. Um, and just about every single game that's close is being closed on one by the Bucs. It's kind of the exact opposite of what's been for the last th- four or five years for the Bucs. A lot of the games over the last three to four years, Bucs would win by 20, 30 points against these terrible teams, but they couldn't close out games if it was close. Um, he also have the ball in his hands and they would quadruple team him. He'd turn it over or get followed as free throws. Having Damian Lillard is a complete game changer. It's in his hands all the time down the stretch. And he's an absolute stud to me. The only way this card is going to be more expensive a year from now than today is if the bucks win the finals this upcoming year or make the finals and people can like sit there and say, okay, it was year one year two. They'll win the finals type of thing, right? Like if bucks don't make it to the finals this year, um, and that is even given a good Celtics team. All the Celtics have their own problems too. I mean, they're losing to bad teams. They've lost to the Magic aren't really bad though. Magic been pretty good, but they lost I think, to another team just recently. I lost to the Hornets too. Um, but if if the Bucks don't make the finals this year, at least I think this card is definitely going to be dropping because people expect a team that has Giannis and Dame to figure it out to make it to the finals. And I do expect the Bucks to make it to the finals this year. I think the Celtics are good. Um, I also think the Celtics played out of the mind against the Bucs, and the Bucs played terrible in the first quarter against the Celtics and dug a 20-point hole. Bucks won the rest of that game um, in, in, in Boston. Really, the Bucs just need to figure out how to not get off to a terrible start and have a terrible first half, and it will go really well. I think Dame is amazing so far, um, and that's even with some rocky games in there. So I'm just excited to see what happens. But I would love this car in my collection. Let us know. Do you think Damian Lillard silver PSA 10 will be more expensive a year from now than today unfortunately my sports fandom has not been going very great recently chelsea's been terrible the last couple of years packers are actually turning around a little bit brewers really blew it at the end of the season so i just think going with that theme we won't win the finals this year unfortunately so i'll say this card will be less expensive next year than it is today i agree i, I think you made some some great points and at the moment i can't see them making the nba finals now do i think that'll change i i like the way that they're playing i think it will but like you said, playing the the Wizards and the Trailblazers is one thing. But if you if you give such a big lead to like the Sixers or the Celtics, it's not going to be as easy to just like come back twenty points. And we saw the 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 Bucks did come back twenty points, got within three, but couldn't close out because it is a better team with veteran leadership, right? Like, and and I agree with you. Like, you won't come back in those games and win. Yeah. So um, we've seen the flashes, Damian Lillard and Giannis. The potential's there, but they they do need to figure that out because that is not something you want heading into the playoffs, but it's very early on in the season, so there's plenty of time. I think the year that we actually won the finals, we started the season a little similar, similar, uh, where it was like, you know, losing some of these games to these these like not great teams, maybe, you know, getting blown out in one or two scenarios, but like it it, it is a – the, the NBA is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. You're talking about an 82-game season where, like, these teams are going to test a million things up into the playoffs. You need health going into the playoffs. You can't have hurt players. 
Um, Chris Milton's actually going to be injured for the next uh, probably like two to three weeks. So in, in my opinion, honestly, Chris should once again play 20 minutes a game the rest of the NBA season once healthy. And then hopefully in the playoffs, he's there to, to play in the second half too because he, he still is really good. It's just about can he be injured or not, or can he not be injured is really what it comes down to. So he's been playing awesome when he's healthy this year. Yeah, and of course I, I can't really talk because I got my notification that the Bulls lost the net, the Nets. So we <laughs> are terrible. So let's hope the Bucks do decent. Yeah, man. Both Bulls are are in shambles for sure. Bucks right? should trade for Alex Cruz. So then I, I think you're NBA finals. <laughs> I'd take it, but I don't know if we got the capital to trade for him. All right, next up here. I'm trying to figure out which card to use for this. I think I'll go with this. We all love autographs, right? Lionel Messi, 2015 select, jersey number 10 out of 25, orange autograph. Um, very awesome card here. It's at 1225 current bid, ending to the weekly auction 97. Um, just to set the table from now until the end of next year, Copa America, Argentina will be playing in, USA will be playing in it for the first time. Julian, that's really the only thing I can see from an um, actual sports perspective helping this card over the next year. Do you agree as if Argentina wins Copa America after winning the World Cup? I would say also you throw in the Inter-Miami perspective because he joined the team during the season. That was like a real crap team if we're being honest. And he, They were last. Yeah, they were really bad. And he kind of turned it around, but it was such a big hole that he couldn't really completely turn it around. He's calling up all his buddies. They're, they're coming over to uh, Inter-Miami. So. I think him just being in the U.S. is going to be huge for his market. So I throw in that there's potential there because if Inter Miami comes out hot, like out the gate, then maybe that would help. But the Copa America is going to be the, the big one because you don't know how many um, times left he's going to have on, within an Argentina jersey. Uh, do you think Argentina wins Copa America next summer? I think so. I think so too. I mean, what you, you got Brazil, you got obviously the other South American countries. Now you've got USA, Canada, and. Uh, what, yeah, is like, USA is going to pose a real threat. Greg Berhalter. I know, but that's what I'm saying is that they won't. So it's yeah. you know, and even Brazil hasn't looked that good recently. Um, but yeah, uh, for how about Argentinian Garnacho? Uh, That's crazy goal day, wasn't it? That was absolutely insane. And it, the thing that makes it like bicycle kicks aren't easy at all. But the fact that the ball was like going away from him, so like he like jump, he like full turned 180. Tried biking it as the balls. I'm just like, I, and the physics he, there, it does not line up. It's insane. He literally went from one edge of the box to the other edge of the goal, too, on the bicycle. Like, yeah, you're right. The physics like, was insane. Power and ice. It was probably crazy. one of the best goals I've seen in the last couple of years, honestly. You know, I'm not sure the last time there was a goal that, like, where Charleston's scissor kick in the World Cup doesn't even like measure up to anything close to what Garnacho did say my opinion. It was a sick goal, don't get me wrong, but Garnacho's was nasty. Um and of course, of course, we sold all of our Garnacho like within the last three weeks here on PWCC weekly auction. So anyone bought those here from us, uh congratulations if you did. Um although he hasn't really done that much this season till that point, but hey, a moment like that definitely gets people intrigued to look at cards of them, right? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to pull out my Garnacho and my Manu, who is a dog. Wait, is he back? Dog. He's back playing? Yeah, he played today. He was oh, nice. so good. So good. 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 Uh, all right. Well, we have to answer this question. Do you think this car will be more expensive a year from now than today? I say yes. You say yes. I think so, too. I think that right now it does seem a little bit 
you know, lully for the soccer card market. I think without the international stuff going on, like in a big capacity, there's always different qualifiers happening right now during the international breaks, but those are such a big draw for people to start to, you know, watch the game, talk about the game um, and look at the cards too, especially with this one being an Argentinian kid, I think is a special card. If they, if they win Copa America, I think there'll be what three uh, domestic or uh, excuse me, uh, international trophies in a row. They won Copa America last time world cup. And then that sounds right. Yeah, I mean that's domination. So, yeah, and imagine. And look, go ahead. Just like the MLS perspective, I'll, I'll go back to that. The past uh, three years, I have watched zero MLS games. I have not paid attention to the MLS whatsoever. I think last season when he joined, I watched like three or four. So, like that alone, just the eyes on is huge, and everyone's been talking about that for Saku. So, I think there are uh, is a ton of potential for a bunch of cards. Right. Agreed. Uh, what's up, Tony? How you doing? Good to see you, and welcome down to the farm. I know I just brought up your comment, but want to say hello. Um, all right, next up, next up in this. Let's see here. What do we got? Oh, this is an interesting one. <laughs> we'll go back to NBA for a second. Jordan Poole, pool party. I know you were you were pretty excited about him going to Washington and being the guy. I was. He, he he's been trying to be the guy, but he hasn't really been playing like the guy. Yeah, it's just. Some of the shots he takes, just like it's like I don't know what are you doing. That's the, the you're not like Steph Curry, and you're on a new team, so you're not trying to step on any toes or getting anybody upset. But some of the stuff he's been doing, and like it doesn't seem like his attitude's in the right place. Those are things that'll hurt your market and hurt your play. Um, I know he's been on a bit of a hot streak the past three games, but yeah, but but. Been- but, but it's a terrible efficiency. Yeah, yeah, like tw- eight, eight for twenty-one. So like, yeah. he's just chucking. It's kind of like recess in like middle school, where you're just like shooting a, a crazy. I mean, you're talking this guy shooting barely forty percent from the field and then twenty-nine percent from three. Like he's he's not really doing a whole lot right now to help his market on a team that is terrible. If you're on a team that's terrible, you literally gotta be averaging like twenty-eight a game on you know forty-five. Or even like 48, 35, and, and then, you know, whatever assists and stuff. But Yeah, um, and I'd, I'd say that there's already the rumors that the Wizards are willing to move on because they don't think he's like a centerpiece for, for their franchise, oh which gosh. is not a good look at all. Jordan Poole is a great additional scoring piece to a team that's already in contention. He's not a great let this guy just go and do whatever the heck he wants. That's my opinion on him. And he's a guy from Wisconsin, but honestly, he's kind of annoying too to watch sometimes. So, uh, yeah. And I think if you're if you're that guy, you have to be a leader of some some torts. And I have not yeah. seen any type of leadership mentality from him. And there's like videos from like him being in the huddle and not paying attention, and it's just yeah. I I like I I mean I I watched Michigan a ton when he was there. Um, I was rooting for him when he went to the Warriors. It's just, it's disheartening because, you know, he has a ton of potential. So I'm hoping he turns it around, but it's going to be very critical the next, uh, this season and potentially next season to see how his career turns out. It definitely will be. Um, Let's see here. I want to see what this card sold for at one point, because I got to imagine that it was a very, oh my gosh. I would say three to four K. I mean, you're talking three thousand dollars as of February, Julian, of this pe- like of 2023. We're talking during the peak, like 2022 playoffs, and the Warriors were in the finals, like five to eight thousand dollars. 
Yeah. 600 bucks. <laughs> I know it's at $600 right now. Like that's the type of stuff that can happen though. When these guys go from being on a contending team and being a, a good, a good, like, I think everyone wants their wants their player that they're maybe collecting to be like the guy, but it hurts if they try to go and they're not that, and they're not like that additional piece on an actual you know championship level team or or even playoff level team for that matter. So, um, what do you think though? I mean, six hundred dollars is pretty low. Like, I'm not trying to say that it's a good buy right now, but I'm trying to say like, do you think he figures out? Do you think this can be more valuable than six hundred eight hundred dollars a year from now? It would depend on how close to the floor you think we are i think if it stays pretty cheap it's worth the flyer because if he happens to turn around or he gets traded to a contender and he's like that second or third option and he gets back to the formula as the warriors it'll go up so i would say yes i would take a flyer on it but it's extremely risky you know in basketball reference how they got like nicknames for certain players they got three nickname four nicknames for jordan pool okay i'm sure you've heard of pool party right yep Okay, they got the microwave. What are they doing? Like, is this like a 2K nickname here? They got Swaggy Pool. <laughs> and then JP3. I've never heard of the guy called JP3 in my life. JP3. I haven't heard of that. I He's not even number three. Party. If you start calling me the microwave, I'd be like, please stop. <laughs> please stop. Um, Skydiff says he's got Pedri Manga PSA 10 for sale tonight. If anyone is looking for Pedri, check it out on the auction. I do feel like that. With Jude Bellingham's like just incredible rise, I think he had two more goals today, or maybe another goal or two day or whatever. Yeah. It, it has really curbed the excitement for players like Pedri um, on a team like Barcelona that isn't, you know, towards it. They're not in the lead in La Liga right now, and I think that and whatever Jude Bellingham is showing is that kind of the what the stereotypical soccer card uh you know talk was over the last couple of years is really that like goal sell like you can have a player that's amazing that doesn't score and like you won't see too much movement in their prices but jude bellingham who scored some goals in the champions league his cards were valuable has now been scoring a lot of goals and you see how crazy that that drives the market yeah and the unfortunate thing for for people who um follow soccer quite closely is that now for not like the average collector, but for people now, the expectation is for a Pedri or a Gavi to be scoring 11 goals in 12 games when, like, realistically, midfielders are not doing that. And, like, what Jude is doing is not normal. He's playing a lot higher up because he's proven he can score goals. And because um, they're, they're kind of lacking that, like, central striker, too, yeah, in the team. Yeah, definitely. Where, like, Barca has Lewandowski. Yeah, and Pedri sits back and controls the game, and he's really good at what he does, but – I'm afraid this goal scoring streak is creating like a new narrative for these midfielders. I mean, likely, which is why you're seeing the price value is so different. Um, honestly, I can't even believe that this card is still $2,000. Daniel Jones, National Treasures, PSA 8. I think, like you said, we've seen one of these sell every single week for the last, I don't know, two months. Uh, we, we, we had the clip of where you and I were talking about Daniel Jones's market before the season. Um, and, uh, you know, I was kind of be like, Hey, why are these cards so expensive? Like he hasn't, he really, they made the playoffs last year, but the stats really were not even that good. Um, and I think that with his injury, like if the giants take a quarterback in this draft, which I'm not exactly saying that they are, it might be the worst contract that we've seen given out other than Deshaun Watson. Um, because they traded three first round picks to get Deshaun Watson, but 
you know, if they if they draft a quarterback, they they just spend forty five million a year for nothing. Yeah, it's a tough situation because even if he doesn't play the best, they might be in the position to be like, hey, we we have to play him because we don't want to cut him with that contract. Yeah, I mean that's what every single team at some point has to decide with an underperforming player. Likely is, hey, is it worth the, uh, is it worth the um, the sunk cost? You know. Yeah, definitely. And, and like you said, every week when I'm looking at the auction, I'm like, I swear I just saw this card. It's like deja vu. So um, and, and we'll probably see one next week, and we can keep track of how the prices are doing. Right, and that's a PSA eight. That's not even like a nine or a ten. And it's a two thousand dollars. And also, you know how much people don't like horizontal cards. Making horizontal national treasures RPAs, like where it's like this zoomed out of a photo, these just look bad in my opinion. Like this is just not a good NTRPA design. Yeah, I agree. Um, Vinny says there is a a green Churio first Bowman auto. I I don't I don't see it unless he's talking. He might be talking Jason Churio. I looked up Jackson, and I didn't see. Yeah, I don't see it. Um. It might not be here too as potential. Uh, maybe. Giannis. Oh, well, ending I, in, he said ending in twelve minutes. Maybe it's. Uh, yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Or no, yeah. maybe yeah. Yeah, um, Giannis Galactic PSA ten. I'm a huge fan of Galactics. Back when they came out with these things, they were like super super small print run. They're a little bit bigger now, obviously, with them being still a case hit and the increase in production run. Um, it's not you know they don't keep the same print run, but. Super nice, uh, super nice cards there for anyone that might be interested in that. But in in the end, you think there's any scenario that Daniel Jones cards worth more $2,000? I forgot to, to ask you to, to finish it off. <laughs> anywhere close to the Daniel Jones card instantly, absolutely not. No, all right. Now, I'm just stumbling across this card right now. Here, uh, I don't really feel like that the question applies for four guys who are pretty much retired at this point Drew Brees, Payne Manning, Tom Brady, and Rodgers. I just want to say this is an amazing card. Uh, this card features four of the best quarterbacks of all time, which all played in the same uh, era. Um, nasty patches. Two to, like, three color patches of every player on the card. And I just think the design is fantastic. There's, like, really nice gold etching on it. There's a lot of blank space in the, like, or, like, like there's not a lot going on in the background. Um, and, and it's just a fantastic card. A quad patch of these four players. It's at 330 right now. Obviously isn't uh, $0.00. But um, it doesn't feel like it's as expensive as maybe something like this could be. Yeah, it's it's nasty, like you said. And anytime you have the patches, where if you take away like the players and you strictly look at the patches, you can tell what the teams are or like make a pretty good guess. That's perfection. <laughs> perfection. Yeah, the bottom right one actually. I think I would probably guess uh, the Cowboys if yeah. I just had, you know if you didn't know as Brady, but. You know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I actually think it might be from part, partly, partially the uh, the Patriot logo too. Um, it would be my guess, uh, but that's yeah. Then the Rogers from like the armband or neck, actually probably the neck band. Um, but yeah, super, super, super cool card. Um, all right, let's see here. What else we got? This one's crazy. This you know, flawless. Panini always puts these type of patches into their draft picks or collegiate products. Um, this is a bowl game patch from Fiesta Bowl, I think, for Joe Burrow. But I am pretty sure. Actually, it says player worn material on the back. So there's a chance that, you know, he wore that jersey or something like a, a media event or something like that. But really cool patch in that one. Sometimes, as you know, if there are college collectors out there, 
If you can get those patches from bowl games that are player worn, pretty cool cards in, depending on the player and the value. Might be worth a snag for your collection. Um, are you a Bye. big Fred Warner guy? Bye. I was going to say, I thought you liked I this one. Fred Warner. Have you ever looked at any of his cards before? I have, so I'm surprised that this is as much as it is. Um because a lot of his stuff isn't that expensive. Was he a rookie in 2021? Oh, or, no, I think he's been – I feel like it's been a few years. Just get 2018, 2019, 2018. Maybe? Actually, sorry. It's actually it's 2018, I think. I, yeah, he's been I around for a while. Yeah, definitely misspoke. Which is kind of why this is kind of shocking. But um, Do you remember that one game when he was just like absolutely like screaming when he's down in the field? Thought the dude just had like a career ending injury, but oh, that was last season, right? I think it was earlier this season. Was it earlier this season? Yeah, that was. I was watching that and I was like, oh god. Yeah, I think I was texting you, but yeah, I mean, he ended up being okay. I think he's you know still playing right now, Um, but pretty cool card there. Uh, Hector said, "Now is now this is statistically the best time to buy baseball cards around Thanksgiving." And yeah, between like Thanksgiving into. Christmas time around there. If you are a baseball card fan, a prospector, possibly on some Bowman Chrome on whatever it might be, it is a pretty nice time to start looking at some of those players you might like and trying to pick some guys up on a deal. I think that Jay's got a question for you. Yeah, I got it. Jay, I got to do some research here and I'll make it a great guess. <laughs> Just go to non-sport and pick out the craziest thing you see. Yeah. Um, There are a couple of really nice baseball cards in here. I might Look to snag one or so. Um, oh, there's another. Uh, I swear this is this was a card that we talked about before, but the the Peter Jackson Speed Through the Ages Thomas Edison. I think that was one of the ones we guessed for. Um, at the end, which card we thought was going to end was, and right. that might have been the one where it got too high. Yes, bingo. <laughs> Wait, there's no way that he commented bingo that fast. Because there's like a 15 second delay, unless maybe maybe he did. Then you're just a genius. Yeah. And down the farm says it's more expensive than it usually is. Prospect market is hot. Yeah, and people are preparing for Bowen draft right now, right? Um. Yeah. All right, one second. Was it? Were you right? Oh no, I'm just oh. I'm guessing. I'm just saying, yeah, for some Bowman draft, <laughs> we're excited to. Yeah, you ready? Right Ready to rip. I'm always ready to rip. Yeah, I'm ready to rip. I'm also ready for uh, Vinny's uh, Vinny's uh, prospect uh, cheat sheet with us as a uh, Bowman draft guide is going to be released at some point soon. Vinny and I will set that up for you also. I'm excited about that. All right. I just dropped you a bit on a card as there's only three minutes left in the uh, – I'll share it later if, if, if I end up getting it. Um, I cannot believe – if this these tops now cards the conditions like way too good on these things as they print a ton of them and they're like on pretty glossy stock 290 for victor Wembanyama, bro i feel like his cards i don't know if you've seen some of the graphs on his cards but like they're kind of going bonkers and they were they have been for now a couple weeks like the bowman chrome first autos and stuff like that do you think that so far this season his play has justified his cards to be as expensive or increase as much as they have I mean, you're talking like it was like plus two grand on some of those like Bowman Chrome autos. Yeah, probably not, especially when you factor in the the Spurs record, which I saw a graphic because 
it's one of those things where you see all the highlights and it's like, oh, Victor Romagnon makes this great place. I think they're on like a 10 loss, like 10 game losing streak, which is kind of crazy. So, yeah, no, I don't think it, it's justified uh, that some of the stuff has been going for ridiculous money. Like we were, I think it was the, the Green Bowman um, University Auto. Yeah, 10 grand last week yeah. or whatever. Which is crazy. Yeah, on the flip side, though, you look, and, like, he is doing, like, crazy things, right? Like, 22 points tonight. He was two for five from three. But the really impressive thing is he had six steals and four blocks tonight. He had 10 stocks, which is impressive as heck. So, like, he is a very effective defender. Like, it's no joke. Like, he's not just a big, tall guy there that just, you know, is big and tall in the middle of the paint. He actually is extremely effective. But, yeah, the the Spurs are just terrible. I mean, they, they, they just are bad, like. I thought that they'd be better, honestly. I thought they would be maybe, you know, in the 9-10 seed. Like, they're pretty much like towards the bottom of the NBA right now. Yeah, I agree. I thought they were going to be uh, a lot better. But like you said, I, I don't think Victor Wambanyama is a bad player, and I still think he's one of the – like, he's going to be potentially one of the best players in like four to five years, but um, maybe sooner. But right. – I think you have to factor in team play to, to stuff like that, and I don't know if that warrants. Uh, I I need Coach Pop to stop disrespecting Trey Jones. Also, Trey Jones deserves to play more minutes. He's a true point guard. I think he's playing like Jeremy Sohan or whatever. He's still like starting him, but oh, yeah, you know, Sohan only has 17 minutes in this game. And what is up with him benching Devin Vassell too? He's like their best scorer. They just gave him like a 150 million dollar contract. Yeah, that's uh, kind of bizarre. And yeah. you want to talk about something else bizarre? I've never ever seen a coach grab a microphone in the middle of a game and say like, Stop "I don't know if I texted you I about that." A, I don't even know if that's allowed. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's pop, so anything's allowed for him. But no, seriously, I I saw that. I'm like, what is this? Like the high school gym or something? Like right now? Yeah, like the Kawhi shooting free throws, and all of a sudden pops on the mic saying, "Stop booing!" Like, where did he even get that from? Like, he was like, I was like, "Give me a mic." Yeah, so, so it was so weird. It was so weird. Honestly, I I like respect it a little, a little bit because it's like, you know, you you want to like to represent well your fan base and your team and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, dude, it's an NBA game. Like it's part of the sport. Like yeah, I don't, it's part of the sport. More, like maybe you're booing a little bit more to quiet, but I'm sure if it was LeBron James at the free throw line, they would be booing. Yeah, exactly. They'd be making noise and stuff, but like in the end, I mean you still, it's hard to blame Spurs fans when like he was holding out constantly, not playing, demanding trades. Like, yeah, he won them, uh, you know, what was it? Two, one finals, two finals, uh, whatever it was, or helped, you know, in one finals MVP one of those years. Um, but like, you, you still are a little salty if a player leaves your team, right? So I don't know. I, I, I think it's funny, but I also think it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, what if, uh, Craig Council comes back and someone grabs the mic and says, "Stop booing." Yeah, I'd be like, "No, stop!" <laughs> like, like, yeah, he wants to, he wants a ton of divisions, but no, let us boo, please. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, rather weird. Also, can we talk about how bad these Chargers are? They have three points at home right now, dude. Dude, don't get me started. I have Justin Herbert and Eckler on my team. Three? I was literally like predicted to win this game at the start of the game, and now I'm like gonna lose by like twenty points. They have three points in the third quarter, dude. They're so bad. They, they have to. Coach. They they have the personnel. They need a new coach. How long do how long are they gonna let this guy like go on for? You're because wasting Herbert's like 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 emergence and prime 
I know he's super young still, but like he's obviously one of the better quarterbacks in the game. And Keenan Allen's prime for sure. Like now he is going to get towards the end of his prime soon. Yeah, um, you got like Khalil Mack. Who like you don't know how much longer he's going to be like decent and yeah, shit. yeah. They're absolutely wasting away that that team, which is which is loaded with talent. Like the Packers are better, and the Packers are the youngest roster, which just shows how bad the quarter the coach is there. I don't even think the Packers coach is that good. Um. One of my favorite National Treasures designs, mostly because it looks so different from what they make this uh, nowadays. 2010 playoff NT. I know that a lot of people know this from the crossover in 2020 with football. They made football NTRP as it looked like this. Uh, an insert set. But this is the original design from 2010. Uh, number out of 25 of Paul George. Um, this set also featured John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Um some other players that I'm blanking on. Uh, but back then there was a very like this was an odd transition where this was playoff national treasures. Um, this was before Panini got the exclusive license, but right after Top stopped making in 2009 because they lost their license. So it's just a very weird time. Panini ended up buying playoffs uh brand. So actually, no, this was technically made by Panini, um, but this was before the start of Prism and everything like that. So just the rookie card choices back then were a little odd. So this National Treasures RPA is pretty cool. But this is while they were still rocking with the playoff brand. And then on the back, though, it does have Panini's logo for, like, the manufacturer. So just an interesting card. Really cool um, design, in my opinion. Uh, and another one that I absolutely love is this Shohei Otani. Um, I think this card is awesome. It's from the MLB Logo Fractor set, which I think people have mixed opinions on if they like it or not. Do you like the MLB logos on the cards? All that stuff. But I think this image is awesome of him pitching. Like, normally horizontal cards, yeah, people talk down on. But, like, to get a full image of someone pitching like that, especially Otani, is just so cool. So that's a fun one. But maybe it hurts the value a little bit with him not being able to pitch this upcoming year. So we'll see about that. Um, and also, don't forget, at the end of tonight's episode, we will be giving away um, at least one card is the plan. And I'm trying to snag that right now for you all. So we'll see if we can get that done. And you better hope Aaron doesn't guess you as to winning it because then you're automatically not going to win it. <laughs> You better hope. Something just happened in this game. I'm not sure what it is, but maybe it's good for you and your fantasy team. I highly doubt it's going to be good for my fantasy team. <laughs> nope. Five points for Justin Herbert and 4.5 points for Eckler. Uh, Julian, we might need to get uh, a nice versus post going here uh, tomorrow. Chet Holmgren contenders, crack dice, auto PSA 10, or Michael Jordan, 84-star rookie? That'll get quite the reaction. I think you might have to Run do it. it. Run it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Oh, boy. My boy. He's, he's like, literally. He a good post, too. He's, like, literally right here. Wait, is he downstairs? Yeah. Oh. They're trying to call we him. Want a, we want a Leo appearance. Oh, boy. Come on. Lift him I, up. He's not right next to me. If he comes right put next him on to me. Put him on the, 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 the table. Wow. Look I at this. Started, I actually started this car. The goat. Wait, I'm supposed to be asking you about your cards. It's okay. We're having fun. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Justin Tucker, Auto PSA 10. Wow, this is a $1,500 card was the last sale. That's, That's insane. Crazy. I mean, these... These are these are like, yeah, that's crazy. They gotta be like super short printed though, because there's only been 96 sales ever, any grade, any condition, 
And obviously some of those could sell multiple times. So it has to be super short print um, in the set. But yeah, greatest kicker of all time. Uh, still actively playing today, of course. Yeah. Wild card. Okay, Julian, let's talk. Let's talk. What do you want to talk about? I'll talk about the cards that you want us to highlight. All right, we'll have to go uh, real quick. Um, real quick? Well, because some of them sold, but I guess we can talk about it. Okay, so there's a, this one sold, but there's a 2018 Shohei Otani and Mike Trout in a golf cart, which I think is the <laughs> sickest card ever, and I love it. This is the, the black parallel, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen this card before, so you can probably elaborate more on it. But I saw this card and I was like, I would totally buy this card. Yeah, so this is from 2018 update. Of course, Otani had a another rookie card in that year. His first rookie is from series two. But uh, they uh, they got Otani, Trout, and then of course Justin Upton on the back of it, which I feel like a lot of people would just like to Photoshop him out and not have his name on the <laughs> card too. Um, but. Uh, it's like it's not technically a rookie logo card. It, they do these cards in, in update where it's like fun ones of like teams celebrating together. Oh, I'm not. I thought I was showing it. Sorry. Uh, my bad. Here's the card. Um, Otani, Trout, and then on the back is Justin Upton just kind of like staring right at the camera. That's hilarious. Um, it's pretty funny. But uh, but yeah, they, they do these like little cards and update for each team where it's just something like a team celebrating, yada, yada. And this one they chose. Um, to have them in the golf cart together, which I think is an awesome card. Um, but yeah, 630 for the PSA 10. And those are tough to get PSA 10s on those black borders. It's amazing. I love cards like that where it's like kind of funny. So right. very smart. Um, Next up. Let's go to a Theo Porcher 2022 Red Sapphire, which I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't bid on. Um he won Formula Two, which is right uh, under Formula. I can't find this. It's old. How do you? Oh, there it is. Uh, but yeah. So oh, wait, he won Formula Two. I want to see you put try and spell it out. It's here. No, okay. Uh, um, you were saying he won F two this year. Yes. Yep. Young guy won F two. Unfortunately, there's not a ton of seats that are probably going to be open. I know there's a lot of seats that. I don't have official commitments with contracts, but a lot of the guys we know that they're going to resign. Um, Pretty much all of them are back, except we just don't know the Williams thing. But it sounds like that what they said to him at the end of the race day, they'll have more races in the future. So yeah, so, and I kind of want Logan to come back, but I think for um, super short, not short print, uh, low numbered. Sorry, my brain is completely. Uh, <laughs> but um, a low numbered card of a, a talented driver, young guy. He's only twenty. Um, I'm a big F1 guy, and so is Aaron. I would, I would pull the trigger on something like this. Well, supposedly he's in the Alfa Romeo Academy, so I think that it'd be viable to see Botas or Joe get pushed out in 2025 and him racing in 2025. Now it's a while, it's a while to wait, but if you buy super low now, I mean, we saw it happen in Piastri this year, you know, but he's in McLaren, so different scenario. Um, you never know; it might be worth a worth a hold, right? And I know that he was talked up as kind of the next prodigy after after uh piastri and now he won f2 so but because yeah. he won f2 he can't race in f2 next year so which puts him in an interesting situation because he'll probably end up being like drugovich who won last year f2 who's just sitting in the aston martin reserve driver spot so porsche will probably be like that unless something happens but um but the funny thing is is probably the past year the best uh 
the easiest F1 cards that I've sold or made the most money on have been like F2 drivers, which is kind of, it's kind of funny, but there's that, what if, like what would happen if he got a spot and went off like Piastri? Yeah. An F2 driver getting an F1 seat is probably like a backup quarterback getting their first start, but on steroids, like, like Bailey Zappi getting the start and then like popping off like 10 times over. Yes. (laughs) Um, What's up, Ken? Good to see you, Ken. Um, but yeah, that is a, that's a pretty cool card right there. I know that's his second, uh, second ever, um, card, I believe. I think he had one 2021, right? He had auto in 2021. I, I think, think so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. McNack, F2, F2 prospecting just hits different. <laughs> um, okay. A card that went for, that just sold for, um, actually not terrible with price, but there's a Carlos Alcaraz 2022 net pro. I saw that. That's the patch auto, right? Sold, for, yeah, sold for two thousand eight hundred eighty, which I think is like not too bad. It's in a PSA slab, so I would, put, if I bought this, I'd potentially take a look at it and crack and send SGC. But yeah, it, it, I think that the value of this car is like just a like car alone is way higher. The eight probably like completely hurts us because most of these are going to be well, six are graded higher, so there's more graded higher than PSA eights, but. uh what do you, I think these probably sell for like four grand plus raw. Yeah, so there is um like a BGS nine five sold recently for six grand. Yeah. Like I think also his market's kind of gone down a little bit just because he's not number one any anymore, <laughs> which is kind of like bonkers to me because he's so young and he's proven to be such a good player. So like it's like it seems like a no brainer. Yeah, supposedly so I just so I follow some Twitter t- Twitter is combined tennis and i don't even know what i did um tennis and twitter follow some tennis twitter accounts that were saying like oh him winning wimbledon and like uh and stuff like that and the the u.s open last year have like kind of exposed himself to like i don't know if it's like showing his hand too much or something like that now people know how to play him yada 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 i lost a match or two here so now people know how to beat him but the guy is so good he's a physical beast He's still like 20 years old and already has two grand slams and was world number one at the youngest age ever. So um, coming from a position of having a Carlos Alcaraz autograph, so not trying to talk it up just to talk it up, um, as I you know would be viably looking to sell it to right now, um, not necessarily because I want to sell it because I think I make a ton of money, just because there's other things I would rather spend the money on right now. But um, it is a cool card. And uh, in all honesty, I'm not the biggest fan of this specific patch autograph because I think it looks just like the Immaculate Patch Office from 2012, but that's just me. But cool card. All right, next up. Uh, we can do one more. Well, one of the ones was the Joe Burrow just because it's such a nasty patch. But Which one? I the one you talked about, the collegiate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I will go with – we'll go with the Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, 2007 SP game you significance. Bulls fan in me. I love it. And I feel like there's not a ton of like dual autos with Steve Kerr on it, which is kind of shocking because of how good he was for the Bulls. And yeah, Steve Kerr's autographs sell for like nothing, but it's kind of crazy how expensive this one is. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's pretty cool just because it's it's two guys. It's not your like typical Pippin or, or Jordan. Which would if it was Jordan, it would make the card because expensive. But uh, for 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 a Bulls fan, something like this is super attractive because of the price point. Um, but like you said, it's a little bit more than I than I thought it would be. But 
my inner bull, the glory days, making making me feel nice and warm inside because we were good and now we suck. <laughs> um, it is a cool card. Um, and it's at four hundred sixty right now. Um, and things still running, right? Yep. Yep. Still running. As is that Jordan Pool contenders correct? I saw the PSA ten still running. Um, there's plenty of cool cards still live on auction right now. I end up getting the giveaway, so we will reveal the giveaway at some point here tonight. Obviously, we will do get the giveaway tonight, and I will guess the correct person. I know that will happen, so I uh, can't wait to do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I just – this is stuff I don't understand. I'm not even sure exactly. This is – I haven't seen this before. MBA designation of authentic but altered. Yeah, I, did, I saw that Did too. you see that? Yeah. It's just like, first of all, don't alter any cards. But second, like, how dumb do you have to be to alter a, a twenty thousand dollar card, no matter the grade? Yeah, you know, not not a uh, smart. No, not smart at all. Um, hey, I've never even asked you this question. We were talking about Kawhi Leonard. What's okay, your, this, was, this was another one on my list. What, what's your perception? Yeah, thank you, Jim, and also not for once because he looked awesome against the Chargers too, dude. I I'm telling you. The, the receivers are starting to click. Reed, uh, Dobbs, and even Watson had a Watson had a huge game. Watson was a big help, and I'm, I talked so so much smack on him over the last five weeks. I'm really happy he proved to everyone that he can be aggressive again um, in the in that uh, wide receiver one position. Hopefully, but Julian, what's what's the Bulls fans' perception on Jimmy Butler? Like, is it like a Kawhi Leonard? We're no, like, I'd say it's more like a Derrick Rose, but not to that extent. Just because. He gave so much to our organization and was a fan favorite, and he didn't, like, force his way out. It was kind of like the Bulls were at the point where we should maybe rebuild. So he was shipped out. I think the the relationship's quite good, and I love this card just because it's got the 21 super sweet patch, and then he's in the Bulls jersey, and Jimmy G – not Jimmy G. Jimmy Butler has – Jimmy G and Jimmy Butler have a special place in my my heart, but Jimmy Butler, he was just – so, I actually, and I, I actually, think I went, I went to last season the the Heat Bulls game, and he got cheers when when he was announced. Back in like 2017, I actually did on this card, and you got rid of it. What is wrong with you? Well, I mean, I think I got for like 250 dollars. <laughs> um, uh, okay, Jim, I get what you're saying about Charters don't have a secondary. But keep in mind, Lamar Jackson is only 15 for 27, 149 yards on a touchdown tonight against that same Chargers secondary. So we can't we can just make up excuses if Jordan Love actually played well, which he did. He was hitting like every single throw except for like two or one, just like this past game. His completion percentage the last two games has been way higher than the rest of the season, although not the hardest to do when you are throwing like 50 percent completion before that. But at the same time, it's it's been like 63 to six to 68, I think. Um, hey, this one ended up selling for 400. I think this was an awesome, um, awesome, awesome. Well, okay. Now, this is another excuse. Jordan Love has got the youngest receiver core in the NFL with dudes that are all rookies. Two rookie tight ends, two rookie receivers, um, a wide receiver who was playing terribly against the the Chargers and teams before that. Um, I'm just saying. Like, I, would, I, would, I would say Lamar has a few decent guys that throw to Odell has been popping off. He's getting back to, um, I mean, you're, you're talking to two first round wide receivers on that team. I know Odell's veterans off of injury, 
And he even had well, he has had Mark Andrews today, but at the same time, I mean, Luke Musgrave, Luke Musgrave was hurt last game. Okay, I'm done. We're moving on. <laughs> That's not even close to the same logic. We're moving on. No, I mean, maybe he's right. I think I think the Bears are the best team in football. Why is that? Just because. Just because. Tom, I'm talking about Wicks and and Reed. Watson plays like he's a college wide receiver. So that's okay. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I, I don't agree, Jim. Best team. Cardinals, maybe. If if you say that Jordan Love playing against the Chargers and they have a bad secondary, makes his performance invalid, then you literally have to rip Lamar Jackson for not having massive stats tonight. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. You can't you can't discount one and not count the and then not count the other. Jordan Love is good. And next year we will be even better than this year. Which we still have a very good shot of the playoffs this year. Like a very good shot. Um Tyree Hill. Team. I think that this to me, like I know he's not on the Chiefs anymore, but the, to me, this sells a little low. Like a little under two thousand dollars for an eminence patch autograph, one of one. Okay, first of all, is it associated or game used? Wait, it's player worn, but okay. hold on. How are we releasing like a thirty thousand dollar box and not making sure that the patches are game worn? It's not. No, it's it's player worn, which normally I'll give player worn a pass for Panini, but not in a thirty thousand dollar box. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I, if this is game one, no, it's yeah, a hundred percent. It's probably sells for like four like grand. A lot of, like, even if it is like game used, like, it goes for a decent amount. But does that touch the price of a box? Um, that's not even close. No, uh, Tom, I do feel sorry for your Bills. You keep on losing close games, Josh Allen. Like I said earlier in the stream, actually played extremely well tonight. Um. I think Dobbs has the potential to be a good receiver. He's got a couple drops in this game and also doesn't create as much separation at times as I like. But Watson has been very poor this year other than just last game. I don't think we can call Watson a really good receiver until he, one, isn't made of glass and two, shows up for more than one game in a season, um, which he's only been good for one game this year. Although I have to give him his props. He was amazing last game. So please do it the rest of the season because then, yeah, we will be cooking every game. Our schedule is very easy other than the Chiefs the rest of the year. And the Chiefs, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. They don't scare me as much as they used to. So they, they don't, man. They don't. Aaron might be getting a bit ahead of himself. I'm not saying that we're winning against the Chiefs, but we are at home and they don't scare me as much as they used to. That's all I'm saying. Let me pull up the Packers schedule. Look at it. Tommy DeVito, Giants, you're getting cooked. Dude, look uh, at this schedule, bro. Fucking years, Baker Mayfield, you're getting cooked. Okay, I love Baker Mayfield, but that that still okay, is not okay, a hard game. Realistically, I'd say you lose to the Chiefs, you lose to the Vikings, and you might lose to the Buccaneers. I don't think. I don't think at home we don't lose to the Buccaneers. I don't think. I think. I think that's. For, it, it'd be four and two, and right now we're five and six, so we'd end at. You know the the old nine and eight, and then you're talking about having probably a tiebreaker, maybe in there or something like that to make the playoffs. To me, I think that we, if we lose a game, it's either the Chiefs or the Vikings. I think we win five of the last six and make the playoffs. 
Just me. And yeah, Buccaneers are underrated. I will. I, I agree. I agree with Jim on this one. I I think the Buccaneers are a little underrated. They are underrated. I like the Buccaneers. I actually think they are pretty competitive in all of their games. Do I think the Packers will keep having some flashes? Yes. I don't. They played pretty good the past two games. I think it's bound to be some type of blowout. <laughs> The, we'll see. We'll see. All I'm saying is that if you look at the Seahawks schedule, who I think are probably the most likely team that would be like in our way or the Vikings, the Seahawks play the Cowboys, the Niners, the Eagles in their next three games. Cowboys, Niners, Eagles. If they win any of those three games, I'd be utterly shocked. Yeah. I don't Just think saying. they will. All right. Maybe I know that. Okay, I guess we're going to get slaughtered by the Chiefs, Jim says. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm not saying that we're being the Chiefs. I actually think that Chiefs game will be, a, will be a loss. If we lose the Chiefs, they would beat the Vikings, vice versa. I think we'll lose one game the rest of the season. Um, and, if we, and if we lose like four games, come back and clown me. I deserve it then. Um, Seahawks can win one of those games, but also the Packers can win one of those games too, Jim. <laughs> or win that game against the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I'm not concerned about the Lions. Lions will win the division. They can go on and win the division. More time with the wild card. Uh, but yeah, Lions might end up the season with just like three or four losses, which would be pretty crazy. All right, went way off the rails there for a second. <laughs> Thanks to my guy Jim Baker. Um, there is the Shea Gilgis Alexander, which does have some sales history to it. I know I remember this card pop- popping up um, a few times here on the uh, the weekly auction. Um, I think I knew knew who owned this card at one point, actually. Um, See, are the Seahawks good or if the Seahawks are a legit good team, they, I think they would have played the Niners a little bit more competitively at home with that uh, super, super loud crowd. I'm not I'm not really buying the, the Seahawks being a legit good team. They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Niners. And they almost lost to the Commanders. I'm not really sure. And they got blown up by the Ravens. How, how are we calling the Seahawks a legit good team? And let's focus. Okay. okay I'm focusing on I'm going to keep you um, on, on track. Yes. All right. So this card has actually sold um, multiple times here, multiple times here, like over the last two and a half years now or two years. We had $11,000 back in 2021, early $11,000. Then it dropped to $5,000 November of 2021. Then it got resold in February of 2022 for $4,400. Then it sold in February of 2023 for $7,800. And now it's just, it's going to go over that now. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, Shay's an amazing talent. He's an amazing talent. I've loved that guy for a long time. I'm super happy he's playing as well as he is with the Thunder. But more importantly, I mean, if you look at the, and we haven't talked about this since last episode. Um, if you look at the standings in the NBA, now you're talking about the Thunder top two in the West. And then the T-Wolves number one. Uh, and then the Magic. Tied with the Bucks now for two in the East. The Magic are on a seven-game win streak. They were five and five. I mean, you're talking two two teams that were like in that transition mode early in their transition mode. At least the Magic more early even than the Thunder. And do you think that either of those teams last through the rest of the season like the Kings did last year? Because let's be real, the Kings. I probably didn't expect the Kings to be a top three seed in the West last year. I think they ended up being number three or maybe four at worst. I think. The magic might. I think it's unrealistic keeping up the pace that they're at. Um, 
I think OKC really needs to – they've had, as everyone knows, they have so many picks, and they're ahead of schedule. So I would take a few of those picks, trade for a solid veteran, like just for the the who's efficient on offense but also brings that, that championship mindset. I think then they'd be set, and um, it definitely doesn't help with everything that's going on right now because uh, certain players are a big contributor to that team. So I think that'll uh, – Reveal a lot about how well they'll do. Uh, there was a pretty big bang Carroll card heading tonight. I think it was like a one of one. It was not an NBA prism card, but it was a prism draft picks black auto one of one. Um, always an interesting situation talking about draft picks cards because you got the penmanship black uh, 1010 here selling for $1,300, but you also have a black uh, flawless. Shea goes to Alexander on card collegiate selling for around the exact same price. To me, I'm taking the flawless over the Bancaro, flawless share over the Bancaro. I'm not really sure how a sticker auto of Bancaro, who is good, but not even close to as good as Shea, at least now, obviously, um, is selling for the same price as this flawless rookie patch autograph. I don't get that. Um, also, just me. And I need, okay, we got Jim in the house, so Jim can throw out some hot takes here. Jim, what's your thoughts on Jalen Hurts and everyone else in the comments if you want to throw it into? Because, like, I watch this guy and I say, oh man, this guy's really good. Watch another week and say, oh man, I'm not really sure if he's that good. And then, like, obviously, he gets a ton of rushing touchdowns with the tush push and even just him running the ball. Like, I think he's up to now, like, was 12, 11 rushing touchdowns, which is going to break last year's amount pretty soon here. Julian, do you like? Do you think that Hertz is kind of in the upper echelon of QBs? I know last year he wasn't close in the MVP race with Mahomes. Mahomes ended up winning it. Yeah, I'd say I'd say easy top ten. But when you're comparing to last season, I, he's not been as great. He has 18 touchdowns and 10 interceptions last year. He finished with 22 touchdowns and just six interceptions. Now I don't watch um, a ton of Eagles games. So, like you said, he scores a lot with the tush push, which is kind of – I realized that when I was looking up, like, rushing stats for the season because I think he has, like, third most rushing stats, like, including running backs, which is crazy. But um, by, he's, he's, he's a good player. But I think uh, this year is um, – the focus has been on him because he was in the MVP conversation last year. So, he's on a really good team, which I think helps. But it's an interesting situation for sure. It is, and um, it's like his completion percentage is higher this year, but he's so many interceptions. He's probably going to end the season with more total touchdowns this year than last year, and last year he had a lot. Like, I think he probably had, like, what was it, like, maybe top five total touchdowns in the league, maybe top yeah. three. Um, so it's just an interesting situation where I feel like that his market won't reach the heights of what Burroughs have been, even though they both made a Super Bowl and lost, just because he's not, like, the peer pastor that Burrow is. And there is kind of like more ways that hurts affects the game where it does include the, the, the running and such like that. But it's not like that. He like, he's averaging like three yards a, a carry likely because they are QB sneaking it so much. And he is only getting a yard on a lot of the carries, but um, it, I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting situation here. And they're 10 and one, but they've been in like a billion close games. Like, the Bills, I guess, could probably be 10 and 1 if they finished all the games like the Eagles have been, you know? So I'm not really sure. Tom says he'd take Derek 
par over Hertz if only pocket passing. But overall, I'd, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I thought he was going to say Derek Carr over Hertz, and I was like, that's questionable. But in terms of pocket <laughs> passing, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Carr is not playing. I mean, the the Saints committed a lot to Derek Carr, like very fast. Obviously, yeah, that's what happens when you're late in your career. He's get a contract and go play somewhere. But um, they're not. They look like what they're not even in position to win this division now. And the division's the worst in football. Um, every single team in this division, they're actually tied with the Falcons. So every single team in the division has a losing record, which is just absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, that that's embarrassing. Five and six or worse is all the teams. Like it's so bad. Yeah, the, the fel- I didn't even see. How did Desmond Ritter do today? Um, Bijan had a huge touchdown catch. Uh, yeah, from Bijan had a great game. Okay, so Desmond Ritter did not have that great of a game. No, Ritter had two interceptions, a sixty-three QBR, one touchdown to Bijan. Bijan literally like won them that game. Really, I mean, six almost six yards of carry, two touchdowns. Um, and I think they intercepted Carr once. That was a, oh the pick six. The pick six also helped them win. Carr had zero touchdowns today. Olave was having a monster game, and then he got knocked out with a concussion. Oh, it is a really weird time with the NFL, Wesley. I agree. Like, it, there's a lot of like teams that I I don't know. I think the playoffs are gonna be interesting because la- the last couple of years you look and you're like, oh yeah, the Chiefs will make the Super Bowl. Last year is pretty clear the Eagles will make the Super Bowl. This year it's like. Thing. Even the Eagles at 10 and 1, I feel like any given playoff game, someone could beat them. The Bills are way worse, but I feel like they're not really like that bad. Their record's just way worse. The Chiefs haven't been that dominant. Um, and now the Broncos have what? Won like six in a row or something? Yeah. Broncos are, they're, uh, what are they? I think they're three games out, right? And, uh, two games out, two games out of the Chiefs in the AFC West. Now, Chiefs are, oh, and the Jaguars are actually tied at the top of the, the conference, Dolphins, Ravens, Jags, and Chiefs. What a time. What a time. Oh, yeah, I thought Vinny's talking about Nomad Canada. I think there was, like, they had 400 yards of offense, like, for the first time of the season. I don't know why they – Wait, 400 yards of offense and only 16 t- points? I uh, Maybe I'm tripping. No, 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 no. You're, you're right. They did have 400 yards of offense, but they only scored 16 points. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how much Matt Canada was holding that team back. To be fair, I mean, Kenny Pickett did have almost a 100 uh, passer rain today, which I'm sure he hasn't had before that this year. Yeah. How do the Bengals – wait, 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 wait. You're telling me the Bengals have Jake Browning as their quarterback and they only only ran the ball 11 times today? Did they win? No, they lost to the Steelers 16 to 10. They only ran the ball 11 times when they have Jake Browning as a quarterback. That makes no sense. I'm kind of shocked that they haven't like tried to trade. Joe Mixon had eight carries for 16 yards. That's what I'm saying. How are they not running the ball more when they're using when they have Jake Browning backup quarterback in? All right. Um, we are getting probably pretty close to the end of this auction. Um, it is one minute windows here, so pretty soon we'll probably be down to 24 items, or maybe we already are getting there. So I gotta start up this giveaway, but first I gotta also share what the giveaway is. Make sure to drop your comments in the chat or your number ones. Please put a number one in the comments. We are going to give away this Jordan Travis Green Shimmer PSA 9 first Bowman Chrome. He did just get injured. He actually broke his leg two weeks ago. Um, Really, really brutal end of the season for him. He was bowling out Florida State undefeated. He's been there. um, You know, really rose that program up from kind of the, 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 the ditch. I mean, they're pretty bad. And he really pulled that program up and, uh, 
it just stinks they got hurt but also created for a pretty nice price in this to give away to someone so it's at 17 dollars. obviously we'd rather have them healthy than for this to be worth 17 dollars. um but uh i just am saying that was able to snag this here give this away to someone tonight i mean maybe he he's able to heal up and maybe be an effective nfl quarterback at some time in his career now problem is that's a really difficult time to get hurt because there are so many good quarterbacks coming out of college i feel like that this is going to make the path even more difficult to even getting you know solid backup job so um Aaron, I have to interrupt you to speed you up. We're down to 24. Oh, we are down to 24. I believe. And also got this Eric Brown Jr. first Bowman Orange PSA 9 Sapphire. Excited about that. All right, we're down to 24. We got to pick a card. Please drop those comments and you'll get until, let's say, 10.05 p.m. Central Time. So drop those number ones in the chat right now. Uh, we must just be very close to to 24 left. So why don't you go ahead and uh, – well, we'll we can pick a because now some of these things are eliminated. So – do you have yours uh, picked out? We want to do the 1924 Jay Milhoff and Co. All right, I'm going to go with this uh, 1930 or 1953 uh, Parkhurst Terry Sawchuk. Probably pronounced that uh, incorrectly, as I know I've been corrected before. But uh, the 53. Right. <laughs> I know, but I think with the Canadian names, there can be some uh, interesting pronunciations and not the tune on. Um, all right, make sure you get those number ones in and try to get that Jordan Travis. Appreciate everyone being here tonight. 97th episode. Um, I need to be able to pick this thing. Pick the last per- pick the person. Hey, Aaron, I thought we agreed for the giveaway we we're doing the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that twenty thousand dollar chat that that we won tonight, right? Yeah. And you know, I actually uh on a separate note, I, I looked back. This is my twentieth episode. Hey, oh nice. Which one did you wait? Which card did you pick? This uh, one? Yeah. Yep. Well, my card already ended, so that's fun. Ha <laughs> you suck. That was you, like maybe, maybe, maybe you're harnessing your inner Julian, doing bad in the card, and get yeah. Who am I kidding? You're not doing that. Wait, 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 wait. We're talking the 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 Chargers are making this a game, thirteen to ten. Do they throw for a touchdown? Uh, yeah. But it was the was the wide receiver that threw the ball. What? I'm joking. I'm joking. Now I have an eight percent chance of winning my. Fantasy game. 8% chance? Yeah. Dude, Travis Etienne has really stunk it up the past three years. Three weeks. Uh, three years. Yeah, he did not do well uh, today. Nice. There you go. Marino patch PSA. We gave away that one a while ago, I think. Um, congrats, Tom. Look at that. Get in on them giveaways and maybe get some nice sales. Uh, and then also, um, we missed earlier. I think that was Nick Nack said that he bought early Holland Revolution Auto, and uh, Kevin De Bruyne said he didn't see himself buying some Manchester City cards tonight. Um, that's the reason why I can't buy Cole Palmer cards yet. Still in that Manchester City kit. Yeah. Totally Julian's. Uh, oh, I gotta close this giveaway. Julian, your card is still chilling there. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> I don't think since your card went out, any cards have gone out. It's been the same. No, they've they're for sure have been. There's only like ten cards. Yeah, the Messi and the Holland sold. No, I know, but these ones have been going for multiple cycles. Oh. I swear. Mine went out in the first cycle. Yeah, you saw. Thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got some sellers, but mine's still in it. 
Let's go. I don't even care about picking the right card. I picked the right card at the end plenty of times. I need to get this. Because yeah, it doesn't take as much skill. It's the odds are way higher. Okay, Jim Baker, let's read this. Aliens no, are real. There's <laughs> no point in reading this. <laughs> all right, I am getting the giveaways all lined up here so we can see Julian's card go out and then uh, give away this wow. uh, this drone, Travis. Jim, all you got to say is stay off the weed. Got to always channel my inner uh, Stephen A. Smith. I think I got them all. Me thinks me got them all. I'm still going, baby. Final five. It's too easy. You're still going? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, well, how much time is it? There's 23 seconds. We'll see if you uh, get – there's five left. Yeah. Wait, you had the 1924 card? Yeah. Why do you pick that? I don't know. I thought it was cool. And I thought <laughs> Jim Baker might be uh not sorry. Okay. My brain is absolutely fried. Um, but I thought, <laughs> um yeah, Jay was gonna go for it. Uh all right, I'm gonna run this giveaway right now as we're waiting. Final four, final four. Come on. All right. Whoever, whoever got, Aaron picks, I feel really bad for. I apologize in advance. I gotta cook this up. Carlo, Carlo. I apologize to Carlo. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with fourteen. Anthony, please. Tom, I should have picked you. Then you have lost, though. Sorry, Carlo. Tom, you said that you haven't won in forever. Tom won. Carlo got eighth. Ugh. Oh well, there go. Aaron only has. Three more chances. Uh, I was really confident of that one. I thought I was going to do it. Congrats to Tom. Uh, Tom, there you go. You uh, you won. You won the drone, Travis, and Julian's knocked out. All right. Yeah. Well, that, that officially ends this episode then. Uh, congrats to Tom for winning the drone, Travis. Please email us your uh, identity key. You know, go to your preferences and send us an email, and we'll get that card transferred to you. Tom's celebrating uh, that Aaron didn't pick him. <laughs> I, man, I see if I would have picked him, he would have won. So sorry. I mean, I got I maybe I should stop picking people. I keep on making people that win. <laughs> I hope everyone had a fun time tonight. Uh, a little bit of some heated NFL debates, some good cards ending, uh, covered some 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 fun things at the start. And uh, you know it is same time, same place every Sunday night, 9 45 p.m. Eastern time. Um This is my motto. Always bet on Jay. <laughs> Um, true. Jay, Jay definitely goes hard for them non-sport cards at the end. So, uh, but it's a good time. Always a good time. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Um, and hopefully everyone had a great, uh, great November. This is the last episode of November. Next week will be, uh, officially an episode in December. 
And uh, we'll have a guest on here pretty soon on the episode. So look out for that coming up in the next episode or two. Hope you all a good night. I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you all next Sunday.